once their three bellies were full. Gary, Seb and Sergeant Starling headed back to the roost. The murmuration was still at the pastures, but they were about to embark on the next step of their journey. They took their positions in the Starling's ranks just before the order to take off was given. The rustle of fluttering wings signalled the Starling's rumbling takeoff. In the skies above the river, the thousand-strong flock executed a flickering and twisting aerobatic display for the onlooking locals before the starlings gathered together in a huge rolling ball and headed southwards, flying in parallel to the snow-capped mountains way off on their starboard side. Gary looked down at the countryside below him. It was full of hills, vineyards, long rivers, stone buildings and posh-looking castles. He looked around the murmuration and saw that Colonel Starling was close by. Hey Colonel, what's that mountain range called? He asked. That jail shop, that is the Pyrenees. It separates France from Spain. Did you say a pair of knees? No, 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 old chap, I said Pyrenees. Gary repeated the name to himself several times as he and the Colonel continued to fly together. Colonel? Yes, old chap. Why don't we just fly over the Pyrenees to get into Spain? Ah, good question. Normally, we would, but this year, the powers that be decided to go down the side of the mountains and then turn right into Spain. In my opinion, it was a good call. You know it gets very cold over those mountain peaks. Plus... We would be easy pickings for the eagles and the other raptors that fly around there. Did you just say eagles and raptors? Said a startled Gary. His dad had warned him to be vigilant for such murderous birds. Nothing to worry about, old chap, said the colonel. Why do you think we fly in such a huge rolling ball formation? But before Gary could say anything, the colonel continued. For protection, young Gary, we fly in the ball formation for protection. Anyway, I, I'd love to stay and chat, but uh, duty calls. Must mingle. Later, Gator. Jeepers. There he goes again with his later Gator, muttered Gary as he watched Colonel Starling disappear into the centre of the murmuration in search of some of his other cadets. The Starling's next roost was located at the base of the Southern Pyrenees. The Mediterranean Sea was only a 40-minute flight to the south. After catching up on some sleep, Gary took out his copybook and a pencil and he started to write down all he had memorised. He wrote about his tiredness in the first leg of the journey, about landing in France and about how he caught his first sardine and how oily it was in comparison to the sprats at home. He included a paragraph about the vineyards that stretched far as far as the eye could see. He began to write about the Pyrenees, but he was interrupted by Seb. What you carry by? Oh, I'm just updating my log. Uh, if you don't mind me saying so, that's a very funny-looking log. Ah, uh, you see, Seb, explained Gary, before they allowed me to go on the migration with you, I had to make a promise to my parents that I would write down all I saw and did on the journey and put it in this 
this this copybook here, which my dad called a log. Oh, oh, said Seb. I didn't know you could write as well, boy. Yeah, of course I can. Why can't you? Uh, Seb spluttered a cough and decided to change the subject. Yeah, fancy getting something to eat? Ah, brilliant idea, Seb. I'm famished. He closed his copybook and placed it and his pencil neatly in the waterproof bag that he carried under his left wing. The pair told Colonel Starling what they were about to do. Right, old chaps, but don't be gone too long. The murmuration will be leaving at dusk, you know. Gary and Seb then headed off to the coast. The Mediterranean coast this time to hunt down more sardines, blue bottles, and maybe even a mosquito or two. As they were flying along, literally shooting the breeze, Gary again asked Seb if he could write. Uh, uh, no, I can't, said Seb, feeling a bit embarrassed. I simply haven't had the time to learn, you see. There's too much flying to be done. I'll tell you what, I'll teach you how. Are you serious? said Seb, as he eyed Gary suspiciously. Of course I am. It's the least I can do to repay the hospitality you're giving me. Wow, I've always wanted to be able to write. So, so yes, I, I accept your offer, boy. Great stuff. We'll start when we get back to the murmuration. A few minutes later, Gary and Seb were over the coastline. Tally-ho! shouted Gary suddenly as he adjusted his goggles. Look down there, a shoal of sardines. Yippee! He quickly went through his SWWT routine and started to dive. He retracted his wings and held them in by his side. He tucked his feet up tightly into his body. He pointed his bill down at an angle of 45 degrees and hurtled at breakneck speed into the sea. 9.5! 9.5! Seb just looked on in astonishment and was almost frightened at the speed which Gary entered the water at. He need not have been frightened. Gary popped up out of the tide and repeated his dive another three times. Are you full now? Asked Seb once Gary flew back up beside him. I am indeed, said Gary. And what about you? I've spotted a swarm of flies hovering over some fishing nets on the quayside. You know, you see them down, down there on our starboard? Gary turned to view the pink, blue and yellow-coloured boats moored in rows of four along the quayside. There were a few fishermen around, but not too many. But more importantly, there were loads of flies crawling all over the nets piled up in a heap on the quay. Tell you what, said Gary, I'll glide over and land on the nets. That shall scatter the flies. Sounds good, boy. I'll be right behind you. The plan went well. The flies got a fright when Gary landed on the nets and took off into their droves. Seb, in the meantime, waited with his bill open for the flies to come his way. And that they did. Bellies full, the pair of them headed back to the murmuration in high spirits. Hey Gary, said Seb. What does 9.5 mean? You shouted it as you began your dive. Oh, oh, that. The humans say that all the time in their soccer games. It it rhymes with, with dive. Really? Said Seb. 
Why don't you just say, dive, dive, dive in the first place? Ah, because it sounds way cooler. Yeah, right. Replied an unconvinced Seb. Yeah, yeah, while we're at it, what does later gator mean? The colonel says it all the time. Yeah, I know what is that too, and I asked the Sarge about it, and, and, and he said it got something to do with, with an alligator. Whatever the hell that is. Japers, replied Gary. That's just nuts. Gary and Seb got back to the roost as the daylight turned to dusk. The colonel waved at them as they landed in the pasture. I say, quickly, Chops, take your places over there behind me. He ordered. The pair did as they were told, and the order to take off was given. Once they reached the coast, the murmuration took a sharp right, and soon they were flying in Spanish skies. The murmuration continued flying through the night, using the stars to guide them. Eventually the sun rose behind them. The tiredness felt by the starlings was offset by the beautiful dawn that unfolded. Soon they could see the Atlantic Ocean off in the distance and the point where the ocean met the Mediterranean Sea. We're nearly there, Gary, said Seb. Another hour of flying is all like. Yippee!